From Relay FM, this is Connected, episode number 41. This week's episode is brought to you by Hover, Simplified Domain Management, PDF Pen, Scan Plus from Smile, the app for mobile scanning and OCR, and OmniFocus. Now, on the Apple Watch. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined as always by the editor in chief of Mac Stories and co host of mine on Virtual Relay FM, the one and only Mr. Federico Fatici. Hello, Mike. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm very well, and I'm happy to return the author to this show, the author of All K Base and 512 Pixels, Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hey, guys. It's, uh, it's good to be back. I missed, I missed being with you in, in our special time last week. You were sorely missed. How did the kidnapping go, Stephen? I mean, I guess as far as kidnappings, it went pretty well. There was no mm-hmm. violence, really. It was just uh, a lot of hugs, and um, they gave me a Sprite. It was very nice. A Sprite. That's very, very, very kind of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I don't. I was like, oh, what do you want to drink? It's like, I don't drink, so here's a Sprite. I don't know. It, it was fine. I'm glad to be back, like I said. I missed yeah. our, our special time, and I am relieved to take... Uh, I'm relieved to know that follow-up can go on without me. I should say, but I am. I welcome the burden back. So I think we'll just jump right in. Please, okay? please. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of follow up this week. We're going to start in the world of Apple bands. We spoke about the third party watch band that Apple announced a couple of weeks ago, and several people wrote in uh, about this you know, with ideas of like what they would want to see in bands. You know, some people want some more options that are athletic, maybe things that Velcro so they're easy to get on and off one handed. Lots of ideas. Lots of good ideas. Um, one listener wrote in, and uh, the name is, is tricky. Federico, you, you try. Let's see. Um, Joachim. That's, a, that's exactly how I would have said it, Joachim. Cool. Yeah. Good, good. Um, so the idea is um, that the band program may signify that Apple is actually going to stay with this design, at least for a couple of years. So remember when the... Before the watch came out, and even now, people were like, oh, if they change the the design or change the case thickness, the lugs won't fit and your bands won't be any good. That You know, you buy all these bands, they're only good for a year. And uh, I tend to agree with this line of thinking that the, the Apple Watch band program may show that Apple's going to stay with its design for a couple of years, at least, you know, where if you go out and buy a really expensive band, you don't want it to be to be dead in, in, in 12 months or 18 months or something like that, but you know, there'd be some longevity there. And I think that's good. I think that's important. You know, even Apple's bands range, you know, from, you know, relatively inexpensive to quite expensive. You go to that link bracelet and it's hundreds of dollars. And so I think it would be nice to, you know, have those things stick around for a couple of years. Um, I know you guys spoke about it last week, but um, do you, you guys each just have one band for your watches? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So far, I only have the sport band. Yeah. Right. I went into an Apple store um, this weekend to see if they had any bands in stock, and they they did tell me that they had had some, but like a, just a couple. But they mm-hmm. are starting to come in, and they told me that for whatever they know, that they're going to have a lot more in like two weeks. Like they're trickling in right now, but in about two weeks' time, they're going to start getting lots and lots in. Like at the moment it's just sports, but they're going to start getting more and more. So, I mean, that kind of seems to 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 match what we're seeing i guess around in regards to the to, to the this point about um the apple watch design and the bands i think the the bands the lug sizes will probably remain the same but i think there's still a lot of leeway for design changes around 
the lugs, right? The, you know, I, I don't think I don't think you're saying this, Stephen, but um, I think you could you can make a lot of changes to the way that this device looks and have the the, the original strap still fit. I think I think so too. If you want to worry about Apple Watch bands and compatibility in the future, like the closest parallel that I can run is would be the the uh, the dock connector on the iPhone. And if you use the dock connector, and so the 30-pin old one and the new lightning connector as the examples, um, Apple needed to replace the, the old connector for two reasons. Uh, one, it was too thick for new iPhones. And two, they wanted to bring new features in terms of, you know, reversibility and faster performance, that kind of stuff. So unless, now that I'm using these examples to consider Apple Watch bands, unless the, 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 the lugs need to get dramatically thinner and Apple wants to bring new features to the, you know, to the way that the bands are attached to the watch, I don't see the design of the attachment changing anytime soon, frankly. You can have plenty of changes from a visual perspective, but the connector itself, I don't see why Apple would want to change that in two or three years, unless they had this major breakthrough in terms of thinness for the watch, which is another topic that we we could talk about. I don't think that a watch that is too thin would be uh, would be as cool as you know uh, as a medium sized watch, or if they wanna if they divide. They, they come up with some crazy idea for what a band can, you know, do when it's connected to the watch. So I don't know. I think even iPhone cases, though, um, if you compare watches to cases, you get a couple of years on them, in, you know, on the average, because they, they don't tend to really change the the, the uh, iPhone shell design too much. Right. From, they they reuse that outside, that outside design for uh, ever since the first phone. You know, the first phone was a one-off, but ever since then, it's been every... Every other year, they they keep the physical design. So side by side, unless you're a nerd, you would never know the difference between the two. There is an argument to be made about durability of some Apple Watch bands. Like, I wonder if in two years my sport band will look as good as it is today. You know, because of it touches your skin, you know, sweat and, and you know, water, all kinds of uh, uh, possible damage that is exposed to. I wonder if you if you even want to keep the same you know band for for more than two years. I don't know. I don't know. It's a yes. so you you guys just have one band each. I have bought a couple. So mine came with the black sport band. I ordered a white sport band basically the same time, and that's actually what I'm wearing most of the time now. I really like the way it looks with the stainless steel. But I've also ordered the classic leather buckle, and it came in last week. And what I worry about, like from from the perspective that you just brought up, Federico, of longevity and durability, the the sport ones, you know, if you take your watch off and slide it out, the sport band, the the part that slides into the the channel is rubber itself. And it has these little these little nubs that, that grab on where the classic leather buckle and all of the other nice ones, the Milanese Loop and some others, have a, uh, a stainless steel lug that slides into the channel that feels much more solid and much more robust than the sport one. So I wonder that if you know if I change these bands out every once in a while, oh, the sport one's gonna wear out where they don't they don't connect as firmly or they don't feel as secure in the way that they attach, where the stainless steel one obviously wouldn't do that because that, that metal is not going to get worn down over time. So I don't know, I, I do wonder, you know, I think if you're buying the sport band, I think it's probably wise to go into it, you know, kind of knowing that it might not last as long as something you know, more expensive. 
but it is it is nice to change them out with a stainless steel. I don't have to worry about matching you know the lugs like like Federico. You your dark aluminum sport watch. I would never put a band on with steel lugs because that's yeah. just the way that I'm, yeah. I'm wired. I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. But um, <laughs> the the steel one gives you some flexibility, and so it is, it is fun to change them out. Like like uh, Sunday, you know we were went to church with the family. I didn't want to wear like the white sport band because it is flat. It, it, more people have noticed the Apple Watch when I wear the white band than than with the others. I think because it's just a, a white watch and is is brighter and you notice it more. And so I swapped it out for the classic leather buckle, which looks really great. Uh, Marco Armand's got one. You know, he said that it's very comfortable. I totally agree with that. It's a it's a great band, and it's it's just nice to like dress it up or dress it down or you know I kind of like the white one because it's a little unusual looking. It, it's a lot of fun, and so I, I think you know getting back to the the follow up point of this third party program I think it's gonna be really interesting to watch what comes out and I think it'll be a lot of fun to to see what third parties do with it and and to have options right just to, to be able to to look at outside of what Apple's uh, offerings uh, are so up next we have uh, a link from uh, Conrad Hackett on Twitter who I'm not related to just a coincidence um, uh, so if a you should totally follow Conrad's Twitter account because it is basically just uh, tweets of research. So he he's a, a Pew Research demograph uh, demographer. Demogra- mm, St- Stephen and Conrad would make for a, for a fun science show on reading. I know. Uh, and so ba- <laughs> I'll get right <laughs> on that. So basically, it's just tweets of like random facts and figures throughout the day, and I just I love it. Uh, and and just the other day, uh, had a tweet. Yesterday, had a tweet. Uh, drive on the left side of the road blue, drive on the right side of the road red. So it's a world map, and you can see that the vast majority of the of the world of, of, of humankind uh, as, a po- as a species of, of breathing organisms drives on the correct side of the road, which is the right side. And then there's some people who seem to be crazy who live in these, in these uh, left side of the road countries. So we spoke about that a couple weeks ago. And while I may be in the vast minority for putting month and then date when I write uh, write the date. So today is 05-26, not 26-05. Uh, I will claim victory in the side of the road that I drive on. And I think that's um, I think that's a unique perspective that only our international tech podcast can, can bring. It's good. It's good stuff. So I, I'm going to tell you guys a story real quick. Okay. I'm going to pretend this is analog. Okay. So I saw this tweet from Conrad Hack, and I said, oh my gosh, like I feel so good. And then I went to go check my email, and Ken... Didn't ruin my day, but he brought me down a notch. Ken humbled me. Uh, he he links to a similar graphic of right side versus left side driving. And then he says, and by the way, regardless of which side of the road you drive on, if you're driving a standard car for that country, the driver is always positioned in the middle of the road next to the center line. So my hypothesis of, uh, well, the way that uh, that we drive and the way that the people drive in, in, say, the UK, you know, there's safety differences because you are... Uh, if you're in a, if you're on a head-on collision, you're further away from the center. And of course, I'm a dummy, and you know, uh, forgot or didn't register that uh, if Mike gets in a car in the United Kingdom, the steering wheel's on a different side. Yeah. So it was a uh, it was a lot of um, it was an emotional roller coaster putting this follow-up together. I think I need to lie down. But um, why don't you let me take over for a moment then? No. Okay. Because I know oh, what's God. next. So some uh, this was sent in to us by Jason Paul on Twitter. Um, and it's. Ba- I don't know how I hadn't come across this before. It is incredible. It is a blog um, by a lady. It's like a website and blog by a lady called Michelle Vandy, 
of Vandi. And she designs, she is a designer, and she does uh, her design with her nose on a magic trackpad. And it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And her artwork is incredible. And I, actually, I've seen this this pop up more and more this week, actually. It's like people seem to be picking it up now. It's like an interesting thing because nose tapping is a real revolution. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but it is an actual revolution now. Um, mm. And her work is incredible. And it's fun to see her set up as she has like a, a magic trackpad uh, attached to a tripod with velcro and i really like like the header image where she's, she's using her nose to draw something and like you can see the back of her mac and then she's showing her hands and her website is called look no hands not me which and i love it and i'm so happy that this has become part of my life it's a, it's a great url and you should definitely go watch i, I just was mesmerized uh, you know mike unlike you i you're much more video driven i want to read and so there are a lot of times if i start watching a video i just sort of skip through it and I was just mesmerized by the work that she's doing and the way that she's doing it. And uh, she's really good reasons for it. It's not uh, just out of craziness, but sort of out of a necessity. And I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's wonderful. And and now we come to the time where I have to confess to you, my brothers, that I've sent. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have, I have nose tapped, yes. and I have nose swiped within <sighs> the last forty-eight hours. This is, this is so happy. This is the best You're, gift you could have ever given you me. You people are crazy. So so here's 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 what happened. Again, it's it's story time with Uncle Steven today in the follow-up. I was on a bike ride yesterday, and so I had the workout app set to to bike. I had it open ended. And you know, you can you can flip your wrist over and you can see, you know, I had it set to how many miles I had gone because it was it was a fixed course. I knew how long the bike ride would be, and I wanted to know kind of Hey, my 25% and my 40%, you know, kind of where am I? And uh, at one point I, I turned my wrist over and uh, it didn't wake up because that's the thing the Apple Watch does. And I didn't want to take, I didn't want to take my hand and, and, and cross it. So if you're riding, if you're, if you're on a, a bicycle and you're, and you're riding quickly, you don't want to cross hands. So you don't want to bring your left hand over to the right side because something happens, you want your hands to be on either side. And it's very easy to get confused quickly if your hands are crossed or near each other. And uh, so without, and without, honestly, without thinking, without Mike's face popping in my head, I brought the, uh, I brought the watch to my nose and tapped it and woke it up. And it was actually on the wrong screen. So I swiped over and saw the miles again. And uh, then I looked around and realized that at least one person had seen me do it that I was riding with and sort of gave me this weird look. A thumbs up and, they um, gave you because they were so no, proud of you. It was you. more of a, uh, sort of, what are you doing? Also, is that the Apple Watch type, type <laughs> look on their face? Um, so I, I I'm not joining the ranks of the nose tapping revolution, um, but uh, I have I have I dip my toe in a little bit. So yeah, so I, I look. I, I even tried. It doesn't make any sense. If you, I don't know. It makes maybe sense. the problem if is your hands are full. It makes sense. If your hands are full, maybe you shouldn't use an Apple Watch. What? If Better you're so busy that your hands are full, that just doesn't... look at the watch and resume your manual watch activity when you have your hands free. Otherwise, that why don't really you use anything insane. with your nose? Why don't you use any object in your house with your nose? I because do. Your I, hands no, are full. I these days I just nose tap everything. I just walk so around. you <laughs> so you you just click buttons with your nose. Uh-huh. You 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 turn on the microwave with your yeah. nose. Mm-hmm. Okay, well you must be some kind of weird human being. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. You may call me weird, 
but you've seen the amount of people that are doing this. That's not so dangerous for your nose to touch all the stuff. I don't really. Nose, noses aren't supposed to touch stuff. They're I don't, supposed I don't. to smell stuff. I only I only use my nose with my Apple Watch, but I don't think it's weird um, because many people are doing it, including you. You are now outnumbered on this show. Of people many that... people are doing it because you launched a trend, hey. not because it's a it's a good thing to do. Like, <laughs> it's like a club, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's not it's, a proper implementation it... of the nose. Wow! Open a radar. We have <laughs> um, we have some exciting news, Federico, from you. So what did you receive in the mail this week? Uh, the connected t-shirt. It, it, I'm wearing it right now, in fact. I'm recording with our t-shirt. It's like a, an inception of wearable devices. In, in this case, a, a shirt. And um, it looks great. Great quality. I do like uh, the, the sentence in the, in the front. I think it really, it really makes, a, makes for a good t-shirt. So... Congratulations to congratulations to the designer of the T-shirt, I guess, Mr. Frank Talos. Yes, he's awesome. He, he she, I don't know, a person who exists and, and and never never met this person. So, could be an alien for me. He is know. an enigma. Yeah, it's true. My my favorite part about this tweet, uh, besides your your uh, your handsome photo here, is your replies are basically split between how handsome you are and how badly you need a haircut, which I find... Do I? Just I don't know. Do really I? funny. No. Well, it was it was that. right after a shower, you know? No, my hair used to be that long. It's fine. But it's, um, it just, it's just sort of cracked me up uh, when I loaded this in, in a new tab just now, just looking through your replies. Yeah. Um, There's some people who always tell me that I need a haircut, but uh, I guess I'm at the point where not even my dad tells me that I need a haircut, so I think I'm good. It's like how people were compelled to tell me I need to cut my beard yeah that was or... weird right yeah <laughs> I I, said, I, yeah <laughs> why would they tell you that i don't know <laughs> why, why are people so compelled to to tell you to go to the to, to get a trim i don't yeah. know, I don't know. It, it's it's silly and, and federico i think that you have more than earned the right to wear your hair however you want to so thank you i think if, if yeah. you show <laughs> if you show up one day with a, a a bright red mohawk i think it's fine although your headphones might have trouble going on over that probably yeah. um so do you want to take us home on the follow-up about your uh, your watch and some fitness thoughts? Yeah, just some quick follow-up that may sound uh, dumb on the surface, but it, I think that, that there's actually a theme or at least a, a small topic to discuss. So it's basically something that I did today. Um, so this morning I wanted to try something new and I wanted to try to do my daily workout on the indoor bike in the morning, right after breakfast, instead of the afternoon, right after uh, lunch. So my idea was that because these days I'm busy and I need to save as much time as possible, I would try to wake up earlier and have breakfast and then go have my have my workout. So I felt exhausted in, in the morning. It was like 30 minutes after I woke up and I'm not used to, to that kind of exercise in the morning. By the way, my morning would be like noon for people in Italy. So, uh, you know, my, my concept of morning, uh, it's basically based on the US time zone. Anyway, it was terrible because I, I wasn't used to, to doing workouts in the morning and I had to stop like during the, like after 15 minutes, basically, instead of 30 minutes. So my exercise ring on the, on the watch was uh, half... Uh, full or empty if you're a negative person I guess and that was really bothering me today 
Um, so we were, I was just like a couple of hours away from recording the, the show tonight after dinner. And there was like those seven minutes, uh, because then this afternoon I walked a little. And there, w- there were seven minutes of empty exercise staring at me in the green circle on the watch. And I was very much bothered uh, by those uh, missing minutes. So because Mike knows, I have a kind of big balcony in my house. Mm-hmm. So I set the watch to to an open um, uh, outdoor walk workout. And I walked alone on my balcony for seven minutes until I, <laughs> until I filled the, the green circle. So if you happen to be one of my neighbors... Uh, from the other buildings, and you were watching a, a person walking on the balcony in, very intensively for seven minutes. That was me, and I, I'm not crazy. I was just well. I guess I'm crazy by some standards. Mm. I was just trying to fill my exercise rings. The topic, like the serious topic here, is how the watch is kind of uh, pushing me to like with these circles, right? And I, and I think that Marco brought about this this week, like for visual people like me, and I guess Marco having that kind of encouragement and visualiz- visualization help helps me kind of get my 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 activity done if, like g a d that sort of like gtd for fitness people maybe <laughs> it's like <laughs> i need to get this done today i need to walk more i need to exercise and i need to fill those minutes and i know that that maybe if you ask a physician or maybe like any kind of fitness expert they would tell you well it doesn't really matter you know the, the circles and the interface and whatever but to a person who doesn't know like is it okay if maybe i have a 15 minute workout today instead of a 30 minute one to to somebody who's not an expert that kind of interface and that kind of design pushes me to do more and it bothers me when it's empty, so I guess that it's working, you know? So, it, it is weird. I, I was walking on my balcony alone. Uh, my girlfriend was making fun of me, told me I was crazy. She's probably right. Um, but still, I got my, my reward on the watch. I, I'm yeah. not yet going to the lengths of walking on the balcony, um, but I am finding myself thinking about the activity rings more than I expected I would have done. Like I love it when I fill them and every, and I do make conscious decisions. Like today uh, I went to lunch with Dan Moran and Matt Alexander. And it's very lovely as they're both in London right now, which is very nice. Um, and I could have cut my journey time down into London by 10 minutes by taking a tube, or I could have had a 25 minute walk instead. And I was like, that will probably do quite well for the exercise ring. I'm going to go for the walk. So I did, and it helped. So I'm making those kinds of decisions, which I like. I like that I'm uh, I'm doing that. Yeah, I totally agree. I've I've definitely, my experience has been the same as y'all, where it's something I think about, something that uh, I want to achieve. And, you know, for me, it's it's interesting. The move and the stand one are really easy for me to do because I'm... I'm out and about a lot during the day going to meetings and seeing clients and we have an open office. So I'm just walking around the office and it's that exercise one that is uh, harder to get because it, it measures elevated heart rate. And, you know, that doesn't always happen walking around the office. And so there have been a couple evenings where it's like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go walk around or maybe I'm going to walk, you know, the long way to the parking garage to get my car or definitely going to take stairs now. instead of the elevator to the office. So it, it, it is funny, you know, it, it 
like like you said, it, it was easy to write that off, and some people still are, but I think it is, you know, clearly something that uh, at least the three of us and, and other people want to, you know, want to meet that goal, and I think that's great, and it's, I don't know about you guys, but I don't, it is, I don't feel like the, the watch is pushy with it, like sometimes the stand thing is a little annoying, like like yesterday I was, uh, I got home and, and just kind of working on the couch for a little while, and it's like, hey, you need to stand up, I'm like, well, I'm in the middle of this, so I'm going to ignore you. But uh, other than that, I just feel like it's a, it's just a nice, like, subtle reminder to, to get up and do something and uh, while not badgering you to death about it. Yeah. So I see people getting upset about the stand uh, goal thing, like the reminder. Yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. I, I like that it's there, and I can very easily ignore it without getting angry at it, you know? Well, people also get upset that they die eventually. So, you know. That is true. My, my- I- might as well stand up a little more. <laughs> I don't think that ultimately solves the problem of death. But. <laughs> what? Hey. You know, anything helps. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm standing up more. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I already, uh, already used one of my chances. So I'm standing up. <laughs> um, Should we take our first break? Yes. This week's episode is brought to you by Hover, the best way to buy and manage domain names i love hover.com i say i feel like i start every hover read with me saying i love hover.com it's because i do love hover.com i was talking to them talking about them to some friends today and it's well the great thing about hover is that they just make this stuff simple it's like it's not rocket science that you would have a company come in and just make the idea of of creating domain registration like just making it nice and easy and simple to use however no other company does it like hover does that you can go to hover.com you have your great idea for your project you have a name for a new website you want to start something like that or you want to i don't know you want to buy a joke for a friend or a cute thing for a loved one i do all of those things with domains i'm a very weird person but i think you're all kind of a little bit weird like me and buy domains for these reasons you just go right there you type in the word or the domain that you're looking for hover's very intelligent and smart domain robots will go behind the scenes and do some very quick searching for you they'll tell you if the domain you want's available They'll show you all of the TLDs that they have that you can buy, .com, .co, .me, .fish, .plumbing, .academy, you name it, they've got it. Or they will, if none of them are available, they will show you some alternatives. So they might give you some different words some different suffixes and prefixes to go with what you've put in to give you a great domain. A great domain that you are going to get for $12.99, for example, if it's a .com. That's where their domains start, like for .coms, which is super cheap. They have over 200 TLD options that you can take your pick from. And they all... And all of Hover's domains include Whois Privacy for free, which is absolutely fantastic. They tick that box for you. You you don't even need to know about it, but you've got your private information is going to be kept private. I love that they give this to you for free. I've in the past, before uh, I was enlightened to Hover.com, had used domain registrars, but it didn't do that, and people could just go online and find my personal information, which just seems kind of crazy to me. And Hover take care of that for you. They have fantastic customer support. They have a no hold, no wait, no transfer telephone support policy. If you give Hover a, f- a phone call, you're going to be talking to somebody that's going to help you. They're not going to transfer you around to 20 different departments before they will. They have great um, email support as well, which I've used in the past. They've really helped me fix some tricky situations that I seem to get myself into. They have great guides. They have great support documents as well. They have volume discounts if you want to buy uh, your domains in bulk and bulk renew them. They have custom email addresses storage and forwarding if you want to set up an email account for yourself with hover you can do that and they have their valet service as well where hover will take all of your domains from your current provider and transfer them over for you quickly 
and easily. So go right now to Hover.com and try them out. You can get 10% off your first purchase at Hover.com if you use the code NOSETAPPING. All one word, N-O-S-E-T-A-P-P-I-N-G, nose tapping. It's the future. You can get 10% off if you use nose tapping at checkout, and you'll also be showing your support for Connected and Relay FM. Thank you to Hover for sponsoring this episode. Nose tapping, guys. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. We have some Q&A that we want to do today. A couple of, couple of Q&A uh, tweets that I saw you'd collected up for us, Stephen. Yeah, so so up first uh from uh Costas. Uh, yes, I don't don't know why I always try to enter these things and I can't pronounce names. Do you guys wear your watches in the shower? No, I'm not a rubber cobalt. <laughs> no, under no circumstances. Agreed. I uh I don't. Uh for a couple of reasons, a it just uh, apples is not too, so I don't. And uh I there's nothing in the world that I would need to alert me when I'm in the shower, like nothing. It you know just what what could be important to to interrupt the shower. I don't know. Yeah, I also take off my watch when I when I'm doing dishes. I just don't wanna don't wanna risk it. You know. I mean, yeah, I got I, this expensive gadget all the way from Germany, and you know it's been a, an adventure to get it here. And now I should take a shower and do dishes with the watch. No way. I, I wanna wanna play it safe. I I do I will I, I tweet about this how it feels really weird but I do rinse it off so like uh, after a bike ride or working in the yard or something I will um you know take it off and, and rinse it just just with water and then dry it. Now Apple says that's fine. Now Apple says things like soap you shouldn't do so so for that reason I don't I don't do it. I don't wear it when I when I wash the dishes either. But uh, I definitely have rinsed it off cuz you know it gets it gets sweaty and kind of gross and I like to keep it clean so you got to keep it clean. Um, I just, I'm, I'm not, um, like my girlfriend. She, t- she takes hers off if she's even like washing her hands. She's a, she's just a little bit concerned about it. And I said it's fine, and I don't worry about things like that. I don't worry about getting a little bit wet, but like I didn't. I know, you know, I've heard people say like they could, you could maybe swim with it. I'm not doing that, and I'm, and I just. I'm not going to take it in the shower. I'm not going to take it in the bathtub. Like I can take it off for a few minutes and, and I'm fine. I would just prefer not to go down that road. I know Jason showers with it on. Um, and yeah. that is crazy to me. It's just crazy to me. Up next, Justin, uh, he, link, he has a link and he says, basically, uh, how do you guys name your devices? So my, my method is very, um, it's very basic i basically just put my twitter handle ismh in front of the device name so ismh 6 plus or ismh uh, air 2 um it's not great but it's really just so i can i can spot one of my devices on the network like at, like at work or something so uh what about what about the two of you it is one of those things that i don't have an an, an opinion about i just keep the default name I used to, um, up until a little while ago, I would name all of my devices in a series. So, like, at one point, they were all Avengers characters. Um, <laughs> another point, they were all characters from Scott Pilgrim. And I would, like, give them names depending on their, like, the product's characteristics, you know? Like, I think, like, my MacBook Pro was, like, the Incredible Hulk because it was the biggest and most powerful, that kind of thing. But then it kind of got to the point where I just... 
uh, for some reason I got one device and did I think it was when I got the six plus I just didn't give it a name and then and now I just don't do it at all. It's just a lot to keep up on. I don't even know what my products are called. Like I have no idea what I've named them all. Like they're just whatever they are. Um, but but I get the naming thing. I get why people do it. Uh, but but yeah, I don't do it. Stephen, do you name anything like hard drives or like storage devices and stuff like that? Uh, usually not. Uh, my, my NAS at home and the Mac mini at home have names that sort of relate to each other, but, um, I'm definitely not as hardcore as some people. Like I've got a buddy of mine, um, who's, who's named computers after artists or after planets in the star Wars system, like really into it. And again, I, I, I get that, but it's like, it's another layer of things you have to remember. So, you know, mine is really just a, a way for me to say, Hey, this is mine. I can find it easily. But still using the product name to to keep it not completely abstracted away. But um, it's fun. It's fun that you get to do it if you don't know how to do it on the Mac. It's in sharing system system preferences, and on iOS it's under general about, and you can change your device name. And uh, I think you do it in iTunes as well if you still use a cable to sync your device like like a gentleman. I guess I, I would care more if I use the Mac because maybe you see the device name pop up on on OS X more than you do on iOS. Yeah. So it makes sense for you guys to to care about this. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely something because on iOS you don't ever really see it. So, um, so we got one more. Should mention that these tweets, or these questions, have all come in on for Twitter via the connected QA hashtag. If that's something that you would like to get involved with, uh, you can feel free to do that, and, and we pick them out every now and then. Uh, to to read it, so it's a, I find it is nice for uh, interaction. I, um, I'm all about the uh, listener interaction these days, and this is one way that keeps it nice and fresh. I uh, think so. I, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, so the last question uh, is from someone whose name on Twitter is a period. So that's uh, exciting. Um, from all the places you have visited on Earth, what was your favorite, and how long can you survive disconnected? I like that he specified, or she specified, on Earth. Well, I, you know, I can't. Yeah, I like to tell you about that trip, but okay. that I can't. Yeah. <clears throat> what about you, Federico? Okay, so I'm totally uh, the obvious one. I'm gonna say a place in Italy. Uh, first time that I went was uh, three years ago, in the Amalfi Coast, and the entire uh, Amalfi Coast is just beautiful. But there was one place in particular which is called Ravello. Uh, which is this uh, little town, very small town, uh, that just on the top of the Amalfi Coast. So you see the entire coast from from this town, and there's a there's a specific spot in this town where there's like a, an open balcony. People go there to take pictures, and you just you stand there and you look down and you see the entire coast, like kilometers and kilometers of coast. It looks fake for for how much it's beautiful and i still take a look at the pictures that i uh that i that i that i took there just to remind myself of how beautiful that place was and it's i know that it's obvious because i'm in italy and this place is in italy but uh it was the first time that i uh that i visited these uh the amalficos and and this town three years ago and it made an impression of me on me and yeah it's a Go to the Amalfikos and go to Ravello. It's beautiful. I'm adding that to my uh, travel dream journal as we speak. 
Do you keep one of those? No, but I can start one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about you, uh, Michael? So I was thinking about this. I mean, I I really enjoyed my time in Palermo um, last year. Uh, I, but I think I just enjoyed it because it was a really nice, relaxing holiday, as opposed to it necessarily being one of the best places I've, I've you know, that I've ever been to. But I did enjoy it a lot, and will very much go back there. Uh, but I think probably the place that has left the biggest impact on me would probably be Portland, Oregon. Um, I enjoyed it very, very much when I was there. Um, and I look forward very much to going back again in September. I'm hoping to attend uh, XOXO again. Uh, I really, really love Portland a lot. It has a lot of what I like in a place. Um, it has good food and good people, and it's got a nice, cool vibe to it, which I quite enjoy. And I don't really last long uh, tr- being disconnected. I, I kind of tend... What I do, I, I don't really like to completely disconnect. I like to just significantly pair back what I do on online um so I you know I have my phone or whatever with me and I'll keep it on and but I'll like cut things out and I'll cut the amount of time that I spend online but I don't I don't like to fully disconnect myself um it just doesn't I I think I think I would be too distracted uh by the like anxiety of something going wrong that I need to fix uh, then if I was just knew that it was I could be grabbed if it was needed, I feel better that way. I think. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think it's where I line up as far as the like disconnecting. You know, it's like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do anything active, but you know, if if, if you know VIP or somebody, uh, you know, emails me or texts me, I'll deal with it. But not like going out, spending time online, like actively. If if that difference makes any sense. Um. Yeah, well, I, I didn't, sorry, I didn't reply to this question. Um, I've been forced to stay off the internet for uh, weeks in the past, and it was awful. And, like, I don't know if it's some sort of, like, drug, in a way, that, that I need to I need to get my daily dose of internet and Twitter and news. Could be. But in, in the past, when I, when I, when I went without you know, being on the internet and replying to email and checking tweets, it was kind of terrible because it made me feel like in another in another age. Yeah. So I feel like asking how long can you be without the internet would be like asking to uh, to someone who drives how long can you stay without a car, and you can stay without a car if you if you're being forced to, but it will really suck. And that was my experience with, you know, not having the, the internet like three years ago. Um, it was kind of awful, but I survived. I mean, I'm alive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I guess maybe for a couple of days, if I like there was a couple of years ago, I wanted to kind of detox from Twitter and I stayed off RSS and Twitter for like a week. Uh, but I came back crawling uh, because it, like, just I, I I guess the internet is part of myself and, and, and my life at this point. And it would be, I, I wouldn't say like taking oxygen out of me because that would be too dramatic and too much. And, but it, you know, it's, it's a highly used uh, utility that, that we can, I can survive without, but I would kind of feel not miser- not miserable, but very much stuck in another era. Yeah, it would suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I was, I was just going to wrap up by saying by, by place, I spent some time in the Czech Republic in college um, or uh, in between high school and college, I think. And uh, I spent some time in, in, in the city of Prague, which is beautiful. Um, you know, this question is tricky because I'm sure there are places better than the places we have picked, but uh, the, the beauty of it is places we have been. And Prague was just, just amazing in many, many different ways. And uh, I would definitely love to go back to that part of the world at some point. It's a really interesting part of the world. And um, it's, a, it's a good question. All good questions this week. And uh, like, like Mike said, uh, hashtag connected QA on Twitter. You can ask us. Uh, you can really ask us anything, as the kids say. You can ask anything that you want, but it doesn't mean we'll answer. So can I have a, re- a real-time uh, hashtag connected QA for a question that I've been thinking about for a few days? Mm-hmm. I don't, of course, I didn't tweet it. Be, I didn't tweet because it would be weird uh, for me to tweet. Can ju- just ask you guys. <laughs> Federico Vitici asks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you know if Dark Dark Sky, uh, Mike? This is probably something that you know. Supports notifications for weather alerts in Italy or in Europe. It does for me in in, does for in you, London. Okay. Yeah, I can get rain mm-hmm. alerts and stuff like that. And can you get those on the watch? Yes. So basically, when it starts raining, you get a you get a, a notification. If I wanted to, I actually don't have the rain one set up anymore because it used to just happen all the time, and it made me sad. But yeah, I mean, you live in London; it's just like always vibrating, just mm-hmm. endlessly, just always raining. Hmm. Yeah, I gotta I gotta check it out because there's, you know, lots of people love Dark Sky. I wanna love it too. It just it doesn't wanna love me back. Oh, I love I love Dark Sky. That's the weather app that I use, and it's mainly because uh, I like some of the things that it does. But its rain stuff is is excellent, and you know I, we have a rain thing here, so it's <laughs> nice to know. Do you <laughs> really? Uh huh. <laughs> Happens once every couple of years. That's why rain. you want it. That's why you want to live in Portland. It, it's like the same same weather. Yeah. Let's see, see what you've done. Hmm. So Can we go. move on? I'm sorry, Mike. No, it's good. It's good. It's it's it was a, that was a good question because uh, it's good for people to know that because they don't I I recommend no that, you know because when I talked about the weather last time people got upset uh, because I I, I oh, yeah. told you guys about you know looking out of the window and we got people saying I don't have a window and it was kind of bummer for me so I don't you know I had forgotten <laughs> about that that was a lot of fun yeah <laughs> no <laughs> really was it I don't know um, so yeah dark sky uh, I'll check it out again. Thank don't you. know what's wrong with you, Federico Vitici. You can just look out of the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't have a window. This mm-hmm. week's episode of Connected is also brought to you by OmniFocus. I flat out love OmniFocus. I personally have tried every other task management system. And for me, nothing gives me what I want like OmniFocus does. I put everything in there. Uh, my life is totally planned out like I think I'll be a little bit lost about it. I, I think you can pretty much assume that you would have no podcasts from me if OmniFocus didn't exist because it all goes in there. I have like all to remind me to do the prep, to remind me to sometimes do the editing, you know, it, all sorts. Everything goes in to OmniFocus. It is one of my most important tools for being able to get my work done. And it's just becoming more and more important for me every single day, especially since I became full time doing the stuff that I love. Um, I 
currently use and love OmniFocus 2 for the Mac and the recent Universal update for iOS as well. OmniFocus on the iPad and the iPhone now live together in one Universal app, which just keeps getting better and better. And today I want to tell you a little bit more about OmniFocus for the Apple Watch. It comes for free with that Universal version of OmniFocus. It's just waiting for you to install right there. It's just sitting there waiting for you to become more productive on the go. The app itself, so or the OmniFocus app, on the Apple Watch is a really easy way to get uh, just a quick view at what you have due for today and what's upcoming and maybe anything that's in the past as well. Uh, you can very quickly and easily get a glance at what you need to, no pun intended, to take care of. And you can even check things off right from within the Apple Watch. I do this all the time. Um, or like, you know, uh, actionable notifications are a great one. They come up. I can complete things and snooze things. That all comes up on the Apple Watch as well. You can also use the power of Siri and OmniFocus for the Apple Watch to add items directly to your inbox. And it kind of makes you look and feel like a super productive secret agent if that's the kind of thing that you want. You can... Uh, have, with continuity as well, you can pick up from the last perspective, context, or project that you were looking at on your iPhone, making sure you are always where you need to be. And if you want to just get a quick view of what's next on your list for today, then the Apple Watch Glance has got you covered as well. The awesome people at the Omni Group have been have cre like created this. This is something I haven't seen before. This is really really cool. They have a pretty much full functioning demo of OmniFocus on the Apple Watch on their website. So if you go to OmniGroup.com dot com slash omnifocus you can get a feel for how omnifocus and the apple watch works before you go ahead and buy the universal omnifocus for ios app the omni group back everything up that you've just spoken about with an amazing support team that and they are so confident that you're going to love omnifocus that they even offer a 30-day return policy this isn't something that you see a lot of ios app developers do but omnifocus do so go check out omnifocus today by going to omnigroup.com slash omnifocus thank you so much to the Omni Group for supporting this show and helping us out here at Relay FM. So the next time you two think I'm crazy, mm -hmm. I'm gonna send you this bit of Spotify news as confirmation of the fact that sometimes I may be crazy, but other times I'm not so stupid. The thing is, when you started that off, I was expecting you to go, the next time you think I'm crazy, you can see this and you know I'm right. But it ended up being like, sometimes I'm still a little bit crazy and sometimes I'm still a little bit stupid. But this shows me that sometimes I'm kind of not. I like you know, I go. don't like to brag and yeah, I'm, a, I'm a honest guy. Sometimes I'm stupid. Sometimes I'm not. I feel like more people should be open about their stupidness or stupidity, whatever it's called. I don't know. Anyway... <clears throat> Um, did you know that uh, <laughs> there was a Spotify event uh, last week? And did you know that you can now uh, sync music to your running tempo? Did you know? Uh, I, saw, I saw that, and it made me think of the old Nike Plus iPod integration where you could have like a power song. So if you were like, mm -hmm. going up a hill or needed like a boost, you could be like, power song, and it would play your favorite, uh, I don't know, One Direction tune. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's what the kids <laughs> listen to, right? That's I don't know. <laughs> Beats me. Uh, literally, the first band name that popped in your mind was One Direction. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, no, I was thinking about that. Uh, it's it, it was in my mind because uh, was it Stephen Hawkins had that that question and answer was like maybe there's a universe where One Direction didn't break up, and there was lots of hilarious things about that. Mm -hmm. uh, but so, so what you're saying is if I'm running at a certain pace, it can pick music to match my pace. So if I'm running slow, because I'm mm -hmm. slow, if I'm running fast, uh, throw up some Norwegian death metal. 
How does it do yeah. that though? Do I need to tell it? Like, how does it know how no, fast I'm so running? No, so it's not kind of it's not clear because of course Spotify cannot doesn't have an Apple Watch app, and they cannot even even if they did, they couldn't access the the heart rate sensor uh, in this version of the the WatchKit uh, developer tools. So. The last time we spoke about music on the Apple Watch, uh, I'm bringing this up because I mentioned that it would be cool if Apple's uh, music app could look into your your heart rate when you're doing, uh, you know, running, walking, or doing any kind of exercise, and match music to your to your beat, basically. And Spotify announced this new Spotify Running. It's called a new feature, a new listening mode, I guess, and it's not clear exactly what kind of technology they're using because this is only on the iPhone. So they could use we GPS, can only, right? It could be GPS and the accelerometer. So that's my best guess. They're using a combination of the two to kind of guess how, how how fast you're going. And to you can you can also manually tweak the BPM that it's displaying on screen, but otherwise Spotify tries to detect a new BPM every X minutes and they try to match songs to basically how fast you're you're running, and it's a it's a good idea, I think. Um, I'm not sure about you know it's 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 limitations on the iPhone. It would make more sense with a full Apple Watch SDK or any other wearable device that offers you know a heart rate sensor that lets you look into your, your actual heart rate instead of trying to guess your your speed by using the GPS and accelerometer. But it it proves that there's potential to the idea of, you know, let's use all these fitness and health features to change the behavior of apps that are not related to fitness, like Spotify. It's a music app. What's the deal with fitness? Well, it turns out that because a lot of people are using Spotify to listen to music while they're working out, you know, doing exercise and running, it could be a good idea to try to put them in better in the mood, you know, to kind of encourage them with music that is matched, uh, to, that is matched to, their, to their speed. So it's a nice idea. Uh, I, I still don't have uh, the feature on my, on my Spotify account. It's apparently available to users. I just don't see it. So probably it's rolling out globally. I don't know. Mike, do you, do you have the feature in your Spotify? I'm taking a look right now. Uh, because if no. you do... If you do, you 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 need to you need to you need to go running right now in London in the middle of the night. Not gonna do that, buddy. But I don't have it. I don't have it because apparently it pops up in like the sidebar and it's like, "Hey, would you like to try out something new?" But yeah, can you try to go to the settings because I saw some people go to the settings and getting a message to try the new running mode. And I'm thinking, if it's not the accelerometer, they could be using the motion stuff on an iphone uh like the m7 yeah the the m8 i think it's called on the latest sure. iphone yeah the the the, the, the motion coprocessor whatever and they could detect uh if you're running i'm not sure if you if you can oh, detect yeah, there the it is. speed of running in the settings right I, no, I went into the settings didn't see anything yeah. went back out to the main menu and it said running yeah. on the side yeah <laughs> it's fine T- tips with tichi uh spotify edition because they have, I, I thought this was the case, they have some music that's specifically been made to like to benefit from this, like Tiesto yeah. did a bunch of stuff, where like the BPM can change and the tempo can change, uh, so it can adapt to the way that you run. Yeah, okay, there there we go, look at that 
Yeah, I'll have to ship my iPhone to you, Federico, because I don't run. I don't like running. Um, I think that this is limited to certain countries right now. I think is the way that they're doing it, um, and they're they're rolling it out slowly as these things tend to tend to happen. But it's very interesting. I think that it's a smart thing to do. Uh, this wasn't the thing that I was most interested by at that at the uh, at that event though, uh, which was as you can imagine for me was Spotify is adding podcasts yeah. to their to their playlist functionality. So what, what do you think of uh, having not just audio podcasts but also video content? They're doing they're doing some partnerships also uh, with some exclusive content, which I they love to have exclusive stuff yeah. in their I think brand. video is kind of like no that's not what kind you of weird. are that's not you know you are a streaming you're a music streaming and audio streaming I can I can get on board with like any type of audio but mm-hmm. don't try and be a video app as well that's something totally different like leave that to YouTube because you're not going to win there you can't beat YouTube you could create a compelling all types of audio platform Right, because that that space is not one. Like SoundCloud's doing an interesting play in it, but it's not over yet. YouTube, it's over. Right, at least for a, for a quite a while, YouTube's got that tied up, and Spotify having exclusive content from some comedy TV shows is not going to make is it will not make for a compelling video play. They either need to do a lot more or just not bother. But I think the podcast stuff is really interesting and. We've had a few people ask, but you know, just to to make it clear, all of the podcasts that are currently on Spotify are there because Spotify asked them. Um, there is no method. I've looked it up. There is no way to get anything included. Uh, they have no terms. They have nothing. Uh, it, this is very much a we will ask you at the moment, but maybe in the future, who knows? Depending on what their terms look like, you, you we may want to put our shows there, uh, but. I think it's interesting. Um, again, I, I haven't seen what the podcast function looks like because that I can't see uh, right now. I, I don't know where you would even find that. I don't think they have a specific section even. Oh, you need to go running first. I don't think that that's true. <laughs> um, I'm searching for This American Life. No, it's not. It's not there. So I don't know. Again, I don't know how that works. Maybe that's coming as well. Who knows? It's basically impossible to tell. Um, but this is something that's interesting to me. But I don't think that Spotify are really doing enough to make them a a real player here yet. Maybe that's something that comes later. But like they didn't really seem to to say of any specific features or any functionality that they're going to do. It's kind of just like oh, you'll be listening to a mix and then sometimes a two-hour tech podcast will pop up in the middle. It's like, okay, (laughs) that's not really, again, what what we're looking for. I understand what they're trying to do with that. They're trying to make radio, right? They're trying to make radio. That's what they're trying to do. It reminds me of Silicon Valley. I put radio on the internet. (laughs) Oh, you watched it season two? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) It's very, in my opinion, it's better than season one, but that's another story for another day. Yes. but like that's that's all it is, and I don't think they're doing enough there. But this is just the start. Like I expect them to build this up, and and I think if you're gonna try it, the best way to try it is to curate some selected partners that you can work with to try and improve your offering. But Spotify doing this makes sense to me. I don't know if you, you guys think about that. I, I mean, I guess I guess my question is, as someone who doesn't use uh, streaming services, which is well established on our show. 
it, it from the outside it feels like okay why like are you trying to to go from like the place i go for music to the place i go for all like entertainment on my computer and like if so this is a very weird way it seems like a very weird way to go about it like if, if you want to be like my podcast client on my mac then like you should let me add podcasts you should let people like us who own a network to partner with you and it i don't know like maybe it's just an early step and maybe there's another shoe to drop but it feels like it's it's sort of like half done and i don't really know why it's half done so i have a thought that i've kind of been thinking about for for a while and it pertains maybe in a way to spotify also and so i've been noticing like i wouldn't say a trend maybe a common pattern in some companies, in, especially in the past year. And there's quite a few companies who are consolidating all, you know, multiple technologies in a single place. So take a look, and this happens with video streaming. Take a look at YouTube, and they're doing traditional video stuff, but they're also doing live streaming, and they're also kind of trying to take on Twitch, you know, for streaming video games. And they're trying to bundle all these features together. And there's Spotify. It's trying to bring music and podcasts and now video together in the same kind of silo, in the same, wouldn't say ecosystem because it's just a Spotify service. It's a big, big service. So they're trying to bring all these features together. And this is also happening with, you know, media sites. Take a look just now, for example, at Vox Media. They, they acquired Recode, the website from, you know, Walt Mossberg and Carlos Wisher. And all these big conglomerations, all these big companies, they're trying to put everything together in a single basket. Whether it's music or video or media content that you read and watch on the internet, on the internet. And I don't know how I feel about that, because on the other, on the other hand... There's companies like Google and Apple, they have different apps and services and solutions. So Apple has the Apple ecosystem, but they have, you know, the podcast app. They have the iTunes store, and then they're going to have music streaming. And Google, Google has a lot of properties, but they also have, you know, uh, Google Music. And they don't have podcasts, I think, but... Basically, it's like a contrast between these big companies, they have ecosystems. And these other companies are trying to make big services with tons of features. And I don't know what that contrast means. I just think it's kind of weird as a user to have on one hand huge ecosystems. On the other hand, there used to be a bunch of different websites and services and apps and now all these maybe smaller companies, because they are not ecosystems, they're trying to bundle together all this stuff, and it can be confusing. Yeah, I think it, there's this interesting thing where like some companies are unbundling, right? Like Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then some companies are bundling. It's like <laughs> there's no trend right now. It's like if there's anything media related, actually, they seem to be just pull everything. Everyone's just trying to pull it all in. We'll take it all. But if it's like an app like this, like a social network, they're all about like, let's just break it up into tiny thousand pieces. Yeah. Like Twitter's doing the same, right? We're going to talk about a bit more about that kind of thing with them in a minute. But there is like everybody's just kind of like if you're in media, you want all of the media. And yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. 
I did want to say it before we before we did move on about this. I'm feeling myself just going back to Spotify now. Beats music is just annoying me too much. I use Spotify exclusively on the desktop now because I can't deal with with um, the Beats music web player anymore. It's it's driving me crazy. Um, and then that's also pushing me towards the iOS app. But you know, I'm not going to make any decisions for at least a couple of weeks, right? Because we might yeah. end up seeing something, but. Beats is Beats is too buggy, and and I know it's because I don't think it's being actively worked on, and that's frustrating me. So, Spotify is, and the app works fine, and um, I'm I'm enjoying using it again. Yeah, yeah. I'm I have my Spotify subscription subscription all paid up until next month, so good timing. Yeah. For you know waiting for Apple. Oh, perfect. That is pretty perfect. <laughs> right. Should we talk about um? We'll take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk about a, a rumor I saw in the now Vox, Vox Media owned Recode mm-hmm. um, about uh, Twitter and Flipboard, which yeah. is very seems very interesting and kind of peculiar. Uh, this week's episode of Connected is also brought to you by Smile Software and PDF Pen Scan Plus, which is the app for mobile scanning and OCR. With PDF Pen Scan Plus for the iPhone and iPad, you can scan your documents and use OCR directly on the device from wherever you are. It's a super powerful, really great looking app. It's always in your pocket. It's always with you. And that's what makes the key difference. Having all this power is one thing, but having it in your pocket all the time, that makes it, that takes it to a whole new level. PDF Pen Scan Plus 2.0 is incredible. So if you are an existing owner of this app and you haven't upgraded to 2.0, you can. It's a free upgrade for existing users. And it does some stuff that I don't even I don't even know how it does it. Like it just seems like it's it's magic of some description. So what you can do now is let's say you have a stack of documents that you need to scan, maybe a stack of receipts, a stack of invoices, or anything. You need to scan it and you want to send it off to your services or you want to send it off to PDF Pen to do some editing in afterwards. You can sit them on your desk, you can grab your iPhone, you can open PDF Pen Scan Plus, you point it at your document, and then that's it. And all you need to do is point it, take the next document away, point it, take the next document away. You don't press any buttons, you don't need to tap anything, you don't need to adjust anything. PDF Pen Scan Plus will automate capturing the image, it will crop it for you, it will set all of the sizes that you need, and also the color depth of the scan. You don't need to do anything. It takes all of the taps out of the process, you just point your phone and go. You can export multiple documents at once, you can send them to iCloud, you can send them to Dropbox, and you can scan them all with OCR, it's all on the device, so it will name your by using OCR. It will name your files by date automatically, and you can also grab the text of your scan for copying and pasting into other apps. This is just super super cool. PDF Pen Scan Plus is available now in the PDF Business Kit bundle from Smile, which in which you will get PDF Pen Scan Plus and PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone. So you can scan everything in PDF Pen Scan Plus and then do some amazing editing and adjusting and you know sign things, redact things in PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone. You can get both of these apps in, in the PDF Business Kit bundle for $21.99. If you were to buy them on their own, PDF Pen Scan Plus is $6.99. This is US dollars, by the way. And uh PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone is nineteen ninety nine, so you can get them both for twenty one ninety nine. It's a fantastic, it's a fantastic deal that you should be taking advantage of. The best scanner is the one that you have with you, so go and grab PDF Pen Scan Plus from the App Store today. You can learn more at smilesoftware.com slash connected. Thank you to Smile for the continued support of this show. So, so, 
I saw on Recode that apparently Twitter are in, this is all rumour, but I thought it was interesting, that Twitter are in talks to buy Flipboard. Um, this doesn't seem like something that's just completely outlandish uh, because it kind of seems to, to mesh with what Twitter are doing right now. Again, try, they are a media company in, in essence and they are trying to collect everything. Um, but then they also want to keep it all nice and separate like they do with Periscope and Vine and that kind of thing. But they want to have their collection. So my first question, I don't. Do either of you use Flipboard anymore? No. No, no. but I get lots of traffic from Flipboard. So there must be someone using Flipboard. So what is that? Is that people setting it up themselves? They're using RSS? Is Mac Stories on Flipboard? I don't even know. I don't yes. know if that makes um, sense. Okay. I have a... What do they call them? Cast, custom publications? Like, I, I yeah. Mac Stories on Flipboard gets a um, uh, really fancy, nice layout. And we do revenue sharing for ads uh, with Flipboard. And it's actually quite a good program. We get, you know, a nice kickback from readers on Flipboard. And they don't see the sponsorships, but they get this nice layout. And if they choose to, for some reason, maybe they want to, I don't know, maybe they want to see an animated gallery, one of those uh, animated charts that we do, or maybe they want to take a look at a script uh, you know, they want to have the full site features, they can jump back to the to the original website inside Flipboard, and that's where I, where I see the traffic from from, from Flipboard. It's, it's quite a good program. Um, the layout on Flipboard is very nice. I just don't use it because I'm... Personally, I prefer to use RSS and uh, and Twitter, and, and, and I think I'm fine. But there's lots of people who use it for, you know, like to follow magazines from other people, to follow like uh, specific sections like recipes or being healthy, it's a it's very popular, I think. So is that what they do now? Then is that like a big part of Flipboard? Is like these custom publications? Because I don't even know what they're doing these days. <laughs> like they they do a bunch of stuff like with big or relatively big websites. Uh, they do this kind of, hey, do you want to have a custom design? Do you want to implement ads on Flipboard and stuff? They also are quite big on the magazine functionality. So it's like a social network, kind of, as a user. Uh, you can curate your own magazines, which is basically like a collection of links. And those links turn into nice articles on Flipboard because they get the nice typography, the, the, you know, the nice uh, image previews. And you can curate a bunch of magazines. I actually used to have a video game magazine that people can, could su- subscribe to to see the links of video game articles and reviews that I was reading. So it's like a sort of fancy bookmark system that is public and people can follow. And that, that, that's been, that has been a, a big, uh, big focus for the company in the past year. And now they, they're also on the Apple Watch for some reason. Um, you can also download Flipboard for the Apple Watch. And I don't understand how it works because it kind of shows me news that I don't care about. But if I open the app, I see interesting highlights. So I don't know how the Watch app works. Uh, but yes, Mike, th- there are tons of websites with custom designs. And there are, I don't know how many users doing magazines. They have statistics, I think, on their blog. And they also, I think last year, they made this big splash with uh, using some kind of custom web technology to write the Flipboard web app. And I think John Gruber also linked to, to the HTML stuff that 
or not. I don't remember if it was <laughs> some kind of, of advanced HTML5 or not that Freeboard was doing uh, to have um, high performance on the web. Um, they've been doing, especially on the technology side, I think they've been doing really interesting stuff. And I think personally, that's why Twitter may be looking at the company. Especially, I mean, to me, it is kind of obvious why. Uh, just look at the timing. Just after Facebook launches instant articles, Twitter is rumored to be, con- you know, having talks with Flipboard, yeah. which is kind of like instant articles, which, because, you know, it, it, it is closely tied to your Twitter account. It is the, by far the best way to uh, pull links from a social account is to use Twitter with Flipboard. And they turn those links into into nicely formatted articles that have better performance on a, on a on a mobile device than opening an you know an inline web view. So it's kind of obvious to me why why they may consider this stuff, especially again, also if Twitter wants to kind of uh, increase the way that they present themselves to users as a way to discover what's interesting to you. Twitter rolled out a, a redesign of their homepage with a focus on, like, you can come to Twitter and find interesting stuff, whether it's politics or sports or technology, video games, music, and Flipboard, you know, the magazines, the highlights, the social accounts, they seem to be in line with with the uh, let's find interesting stuff on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I agree. I think... You know, we're talking about Spotify, like adding things on to its core service to like expand its footprint. And I could see them, you know, I could see Twitter wanting to, to bring more content, you know, natively to their their applications and their website. And, and for, from that perspective, it, it makes sense. Um, let me ask you, you this, Federico. I do not have the same agreement with Flipboard that you do. I mean, lots of people read 512 on Flipboard, but it's through adding RSS or searching. It's not like this custom layout that, that you do. If Twitter were to, to buy them, like what 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 would Twitter have to do to keep you around, or what could Twitter do to make you want to break that agreement and and move on? Well, I I don't know. I guess I mean I'm already I already have a custom design, so uh, unless they start injecting weird stuff into my articles, uh. Which, by the way, anyone could do as long as you pull my RSS feed, which is a full text RSS, and you try to reformat it, and you wanna put, you know, you wanna put ads in the middle of my text. Anyone can do that. I just have an agreement with Flipboard to do this program for publishers, and they also give me nice statistics, you know, on the number of readers and flips. It's what they call the views, called flips. Uh, so I, I don't know what Twitter could possibly do to make me say, hey, this is too creepy at this point or maybe it's not worth it uh because i mean anyone can if they really want to anyone can already read my articles uh with from rss without visiting my site but my advantage i guess uh, my decision to base my my business model not on page views anymore but on you know uh sponsorships and 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 you know talking about apps and that doesn't affect me at all. So even if you, no matter the device you want to read, uh, as long as you read me, I'm, I'm fine. That, that's actually quite a, quite a, 
quite good for me because it frees me from having to worry about the kind of stuff that you mentioned, having to worry about Twitter, you know, changing the program. Hey, what if, you know, people don't come to my site anymore? That's fine as long as they read me, but, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's fair. And um, I think it will be interesting. I think it I think it does make sense from the content perspective. I don't think they need Flipboard for their web technology, but um, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. I mean, it's, you know, interesting. Um, thought we could wrap up uh, this week talking about Johnny Ive a little bit. So there was a an article in the Telegraph uh, yesterday, which was a holiday uh, Memorial Day here in the states, and um, uh, written by Stephen Fry. Uh, kind of a, a part like day in the life of Johnny Ive a little bit, which we've seen a lot of. You know, talking about his his roles and his uh, responsibilities, and then. Uh, sort of br- breaking the news that he is now Apple's uh, chief design officer. That was confirmed uh, via a company-wide memo that 9to5 leaked or, or had leaked to them. And then uh, also in the show notes, we have uh, an article from Ben Thompson uh, about his thoughts on it, which is really uh, uh, worth a read, a really great article from uh, from Ben. I, I didn't know what you guys thought about this. I mean, it on one hand, like people are saying, Hey, that's great. You know, clearly it's a, a title that's well-deserved. Um, and a lot of people, including myself, my immediate thought was, Oh, well, this is like, you know, Apple securing their future with him by saying, Hey, you know, you're going to be a chief officer. I'm sure it comes with a lot more money, a lot more power. Uh, we want you to be here a long time, but, but Ben's take and not to ruin his article, you should definitely go read it. Is that maybe that's not the case. Maybe this is sort of, uh, the beginning of the end because in the article, Stephen Fry, you know, he names some lieutenants and says, you know, they're taking over um, day-to-day management stuff of these big projects, and Johnny Ives going to be able to kind of be free to do these these bigger picture things. I just, uh, I don't know. Do you guys think uh, this is good news, bad news, indifferent hmm. news? Well, I'm, <laughs> I guess, what, what is it called? Johnny is kind of like Schrodinger's cat is both simultaneously promoted and is leaving Apple. <laughs> if you if you if you read Twitter, people are freaking out because he's been promoted and that's in theory a good thing because you can hand off, you know, day-to-day operations to people. So you get to sit in a chair, travel more, and you still have quite, you know, a say on what people do. But also, apparently, there's a theory that people who get promoted, it's like the beginning of the end. And in a way, maybe I can understand that. It's like, first you start by handing off, you know, responsibilities on day-to-day operations to people, and you get a promotion, but it's kind of like a way to say, yeah, I'm, you know, backing off, and then, you know, in a couple of years... I'm going to retire and do whatever I want with all my millions of dollars in the bank. Um, so if you want my opinion, Stephen. I do. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, how am I supposed to have an opinion on what it means? Like, I only, I, like, it's always fun to speculate, you know, on Apple and this kind of stuff. You know, iOS, OS X, new MacBooks. But that's a level of speculation that maybe can take us somewhere. But in this case, we have no chance of knowing or even 
possibly understanding all the motivations behind this. So what if this, in the, what's the other, uh, I'm just citing all these, uh, these uh, paradoxes and, and, and facts from, from, from life today. Uh, the Occam's razor, in, in this case, I would go with the simplest explanation. Uh, maybe Apple just wanted to promote Johnny Ive and they wanted to also highlight these two new managers because apparently they've done a good job in the past few years. So they wanted to tell the world that there's new design talent at Apple, uh, like Alan Dye and, and Robert, I, I don't know his last name, Howarth, I think. Um, maybe that's the point, to just promote Johnny, make him live a better life, you know? He can travel more, he can go to watch the, 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 the soccer in, in the UK if he wants. And there's new people who do good design at Apple. Maybe that's the simplest explanation. I don't know. But in this case, I'm going to go with the simple option because it's otherwise you get caught up in all the speculation and only Tim Cook knows the truth. So maybe Tim Cook should tip tack meme and, and tell us what he thinks. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think there's a lot of truth in that. I mean, the you know, these two designers, the, the names have popped up in these all, all the, the press running up to the watch. And you know apple suffered um f- in the days after steve jobs passing and and really the first couple of years of tim cook running the, the thing of like can apple survive without steve jobs is apple the same the same company with the new ceo and all that stuff right we talked about a lot of it uh, over the years here and uh, i can't but wonder if the the move here is to is to show, hey, look, there there are more people here than just just Ive, right? The, the impression I had from reading that other those other articles was that he was just really worn out and really uh, just overworked, and and maybe this is a way for Apple to say, hey, we appreciate you, and like we can take things off your shoulders and uh, let you do what you what you do best, and help alleviate that thought of like, well, if, if you know, say that Johnny Ive is on his way out, I don't know if he is or not. Uh, I tend to think that he's not, at least in the short term. But when that day comes, Apple is trying to get out ahead of it and say, you know what, like, we have really good people here. We can continue to do what we do without him. Yes, it is a loss. Yes, when Steve Jobs uh, died, it's a huge loss to the company. But Apple is okay, and Apple will survive this too, and, and maybe they're trying to get out in front of that somehow, and I think that makes like a lot of sense in like Tim Cook's pragmatic Apple. I mean, I agree. I think it's all... All of the reasons that people are stating for why this could happen, like, I think it's all of them. Like, (laughs) you know, he's been promoted because he's worked really hard over the last few years. Correct. He's He's been promoted because they actually do need to split. UI and industrial design. Correct. They've been he's been promoted because he's going to leave Apple one day. That is also correct. Like he cannot be there forever. He cannot be alive forever. Like all of it is true. Like you're like the opera of opinions. Well, you know, you get an agreement, and you get an agreement, and you. (laughs) But it's just like this decision. Like this is a decision that you make because of multiple reasons, and there is no one reason. For doing something like this, unless something's going to happen in like a month yeah. time, a month's time, like he leaves in a month's time, which is not going to happen, like because 
Johnny Ive either retires or he sets up his own design agency. Like, that's it. No one, no one can hire him. You can't hire Johnny Ive. Like, because he already has <laughs> the best job in the world. Or maybe his, he goes his... to Broadway with Scott. Maybe he does that. Just saying. But do, do you know what I mean? Like, he, he is either going to, you know, he, he there's this idea, oh, he's going to go live in England now. Uh, yeah. He probably will spend quite a bit more time in England now because he doesn't need to be chained to a desk in San Francisco anymore. Like, but that, that again, it doesn't mean that now, like, the iPhone is going to be triangular. Like, <laughs> but there are so many things that a company of Apple's size has to do. And what they showed with Steve Jobs is that they can definitely continue, but they just need to do that again with Johnny Ive. And the best way to do that is to start early. So now they are trying to push some designers up. They're making sure that these divisions can run on their own um, again, which is interesting to me, though, right? That they kind of brought them together and split them apart again. Like, yeah, they clearly just wanted forced on out. Like that was all it was. See, <laughs> Get him out. you could you could make the argument for bundling and unbundling also for for companies and yeah. and, and, and Apple in this case. It's all about <laughs> bundles today. We're just bundling it all up. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of just like I see something like this and I'm like, I see all of these potential reasons and it's like, they all are equally true, in my opinion. Like, they all just seem like they all make sense because they are all things that will eventually happen. So, yes, you need to prepare for all of them. That is good succession planning right there. That's what it is. This is succession planning in one one way or another. And... You know, Johnny Ive doesn't need to continue to design every single Apple product because he probably doesn't. And this, I think this is a smart move. I think it's something that clearly Apple needs to do. And considering you have Johnny Ive, make Johnny Ive as happy as you can make him. That's yeah. the smart thing to do. And if this makes him happy, just do it. So, yes, the cat is both alive and dead. It, Only the in cat- this case, Johnny is the cat and... Thankfully, Johnny is not in a box. <laughs> that was that really got twisted up there, buddy. <laughs> uh, the, the cat is both retired and working full time. That's what the cat is doing. Yes. Right. So is that about it for this week? I think so. Awesome. Um, so if you want to catch our show notes for this week, then you can go online and do that. As well as them being in your podcast app of choice, of course, you can head over to relay.fm slash connected slash 41. If you want to find us all online, you can do that in a myriad of ways. You can find Stephen at 512pixels.net. And you can also find him at ISMH. Um, you can find Federico at maxstories.net, and he is at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. And I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. You can find me and this show uh, Relay.fm. We have a bunch of shows. I'm on a few, quite a few of them, and we have more. We have lots of stuff. If you have a podcast that you would like to listen to, it, I hope that it's a relay because we have lots of them, and they're all very, very good. I like them all, um, especially the ones that I'm on, and some, you know, also the ones that I'm not. Um, thanks again to our sponsors this week. I don't know where I was going with that. Hover, OmniFocus, and Smile with PDF Pen Scan Plus. They have been very kind in helping make today's episode happen. And I would like to thank you, the listener, for listening. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, gentlemen. Arrivederci. Adios.